everybody and uh evening all as dixon of dark green used to say thank you all very much for joining us here for what is our penultimate live stream of 2023 so can i welcome everyone uh thank you so much for coming along tonight uh, i hope you'll have a ball i think we will have a good a good laugh in the next in the time ahead hour and a half or so of this um and uh, I just give you a quick name check uh, to thanks to those in the Podbean studio with me. I see John Saunderson, Leslie, Grantonio, of course, Gar Ram, our good friend, Max, Chris Davies, uh, Adrian, of course. Uh, Adrian, don't forget, uh, if you want to come in, just let me know. Uh, as always, um, you're part of the team, so we need you in the studio. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, guys. In fact, actually, if any of you are very sharp-eyed, you might have seen me for the past half hour on the Voice of Wales Christmas special with my good friends Stan and Dan, who were in the front row last week at our event in London. And uh, we had a bit of a laugh over there this evening. And guess who else one of their guests was tonight on Voice of Wales? That's right, Andrew Bridgen. So it was actually, curiously enough, a bit like a rerun of last week, uh, except over the interwebs. So uh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. And um, as I say, I'm sure you guys all follow Voice of Wales. If you're on social media, you should do. Uh, they do a lot of good work, great work, in fact, and a couple of really good, solid guys. And, um, you know, uh, I know Wales produces some little tin pot tyrants like uh, the awful Drakeford, but it produces great people like our friend Gar Ram. Yes, Gar Ram, I see you there. And uh, I also... Uh, uh, Stan and Dan, and there's, there's lots of other good folks as well. Hi, Nath. A big shout out to Nath, who has joined us as well, and who, who met me uh, last week. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was all good fun, all good fun. And that's uh, that's what this is about. I hope you enjoyed the Christmas music, by the way. I mean, I put it on last week, and I enjoyed it so much, I thought I'll stick it on again this week. Uh, this is very much... Uh, you know, this season, it's all about, I don't know what you guys make of the Christmas music. A lot of the pop stuff gets wearisome. You know, there's only so many times you can listen to All I Want for Christmas is You uh, by Maria Carey before you, you seek to, you know, jump in the Thames or something if you live in London. <laughs> but uh, uh, but what I like is I like the uh, I like the kind of the traditional Christmas carol music. I suppose that makes me very old-fashioned, but but I do like it. Uh, I, I I enjoy I enjoy that. So uh, um, so that's why I put that music on, uh, and I hope you all enjoyed it. Now look, we've got an action-packed agenda. Action-packed agenda. 
Oh, by the way, Chris Davies can do the full show. His wife and daughter are out watching Hamilton in Manchester. Is that, uh, Chris Davies, is that the story of the uh, Formula One driver, Hamilton? Is that, is that, is that what that's about? Uh, you'll have to update me on that. Um, yeah, we've got so much to talk about. We're going to talk about Daymaster Ranson and what seems, I, mean, I know it's a Christmas special, so let's talk about assisted suicide, shall we? <laughs> We're going to talk about Daymaster, and I, I see Care Stormers joined in the fun as well. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Donald Trump and that Colorado Supreme Court. So I'm sure our friend City Troll will be able to tear himself away from watching the moon landings uh, that he thinks happened to discuss that. We're going to talk about Ukraine's missing half a million, half a million people gone missing, and why uh, Zelensky might want another 500,000 recruits. Uh, we're, yeah, we're going to talk about the moon landings as well, actually, if we get a chance. And we're going to uh, just remind people that uh, for those who couldn't get to the event, uh, the live, uh, the what's it, the uh, the live video is now available. And we'll talk, we'll talk about all that and the rest of it as well, all that stuff. So I hope you're buckled in because, as I say, and this is not my show, this is your show. I'm just sitting here sort of pressing buttons and hoping that it all kind of works. So uh, <laughs> that's my role in this. So so shall we kick off then? Let's kick off with uh, Dame Esther Ranson. Now, I think I did tell you guys, I met her. Do you know, it's, uh, this is, it's, it's funny the way life is. I'm, I did a BBC show with her and poet, so-called poet, Benjamin Zephaniah. I remember doing it. Uh, it's one of the Sunday morning political programs I did about maybe five or six years ago with them. And uh, I can't say I cared for either of them particularly, although they were fawned over, where, I, where of course I was ignored. Um, and it's interesting because poet Ben, he died from a very sudden uh, brain tumour. It lasted eight weeks, apparently. That was the end of poet Ben. And Esther Ranson, as you probably know, is suffering from stage four um, terminal cancer. So I don't for which I mean I take no satisfaction in either of those things, by the way. But but here's the thing. Uh the thing is that uh Dame Esther uh sort of started to push the notion that if things don't improve, which they won't, she might be taking a little trip over to Switzerland to Dignitas, where of course they allowed assisted killing of people. And that's her business if she wants to go there and basically kill herself, whatever. But uh here's the thing instantly Keir Starmer jumps on the bandwagon and says, well, oh, we all have to sympathise with Dame Esther and people like her. So maybe, just maybe, the UK should open up uh, care homes that kill you. I mean, I think we've already got them because that's what they were doing back in 2020. If you recall, all those elderly people medazzled off this planet. So I think we've got them in one way, but it's a kind of death cult thing. And I'm completely opposed to it, by the way, totally opposed to it. I understand and sympathize with people with terminal conditions, but I do not believe in assisted killing. That's just me, right? You've heard more than enough of me. Uh, it's now time that you heard from our, uh, I'm sure they're all sitting like me with their Christmas jumpers on. And it's a pity we can't see them to check it out. But uh, let's go, of course, to my compatriot, uh, without whose help none of this would ever happen. And that, of course, is Jed. So, Jed, what do you reckon to the whole malarkey of assisted suicide? Because it's what DMS would want. Go. Uh, that's life, David. 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> Good selfie. Yeah, I, I was hoping you weren't going to mention Yeah, as I was hoping you weren't going to come out with that one yourself. Um, well, just before I answer that, uh, Grantonio, I agree. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. I watched it at the weekend. Um, absolutely brilliant film. And Leslie, if you did see me, tell me where, and we'll make sure it was me and you're not going blind because you said it was. I was handsome. So I think you've mistaken me for somebody else. Uh, no, Dame Edna, the thing is, um, I don't want people to... Hang on, Jed, 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 Dame, you said Dame Edna. It's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been on the Christmas, Jerry? It's Dame Esther. Yeah, that's the one. I'm on Hog Goblin Ruby Beer at the moment. Um, so sorry about that. It's been a long bloody week. Um, yes, well, well, uh, yes, uh, Esther yeah, Ranson, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, the thing is, she's campaigned in recent years for what you could say for some good things. Yeah, children's outline or whatever it was called, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure that helped her career immensely as well. Uh, so I'm sure there's benefits in kind there. But the thing is, I, I think I agree with one of your podcasts earlier this week, which where you were saying... Um, this now might be a campaign to get this legalized over here, if you see what I mean, assisted dying. Now, I don't want people to suffer end of their life. But again, what I don't want is this free will. Well, it's my body, my choice. If I want to end it, I'll go and end it. Well, if you do, jump off a building. Yeah. Jump off the roof. But don't ask other people to assist you in your death, because I think that is fundamentally and morally wrong. Uh, you can't we put dogs and animals to sleep to stop their suffering. And that's one of the arguments for why can't we do it with humans? Because humans are sentient beings. Humans, uh, humans have a, a bigger sense. They're aware of their surroundings. They're aware of self. And you can't just keep going popping uh, human beings off. But this is what she'll campaign for now until she pops her clogs or pays to have her clogs pop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's absolutely right, Chad. I mean, you know, and, and, and uh, the, the, the thing is that human beings are a higher form of life than animals. And I love animals. Anyone who follows me knows I love dogs in particular. And it, 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 it so distresses me when I see anything bad happen to dogs. But but assisted killing is for me an absolute moral moral uh, uh, obscenity, and I can't support it. Adrian, I'll come to you, and then you, Patty. Adrian, what's your views on what I think is a coordinated psyop that Dame Esther is leading uh, at the behest of the cabal? What do you think? Evening, everyone. Um, I think it is. It's an easy way to save the NHS hundreds of millions of pounds a year um, if people are you know, long-term uh, sufferers and there's no cure for them, why should the NHS fork out millions of pounds uh, when they can easily go abroad and commit suicide? Um, you know, if you want to do it, just take a couple of hundred tablets, drink a bottle of whiskey and enjoy yourself on the way out. Um, I have a lot of problems with Esther, and Jed mentioned it a few moments ago. She started the charity Childline. Uh, for children who were being abused and maybe needed somebody to talk to. Where was mm. Esther during uh, Telford, Rochdale, Oldham, when the government's uh, agencies were af afraid of being called racist? You know, she started that charity and yet thousands of young kids were being abused and she'd done nothing about it. But 
sorry to digress. Um, I do think this is their easy way out of trying to save the NHS hundreds of millions of pounds. And ultimately, who's going to get to make that decision whether you can take your own life or not? What are going to be the rules around it? Well, well, that's right. That's right. And actually, Adrian, that wasn't a digression you made because you're quite right. I mean, also, where was Dame Esther when her close colleague, Jimmy Savile, was so prominent on the same BBC? Where was Dame Esther then? Um, Apparently, she never seen anything, didn't know anything. It came as a complete surprise. So uh, the other thing is, like, sending them abroad to kill themselves is one thing. But I think what they want to do is, Adrian, I think they want to have um, the facility to send people into so-called care homes and basically euthanize them here in the UK. I think that's what they want to do. And, and Adrian, I think that's what they did back in um, March, April, May of 2020. At, you know, with the midazolam and the morphine killing our elderly. So we know that they do it. Uh, so I suppose it would be just handy to be able to legalize it. Oh, 100%. And as I said, you look at the money that will save the NHS, but then it would save the government for those people, say, for example, who have motor neuron disease, things like that. It would save them on disability payments, on carers, packages. The government will be looking at this from a purely financial point of view and will not be looking at it from the humane point of view yeah yeah no absolutely right uh patty i'll come to you and then grantonio has entered the studio as well patty what do you make to this business of you know assisted suicide uh suicide is what a my old Catholic upbringing, I'm sorry, you can't commit suicide. It's a mortal sin. You're going to burn in hell. It's one of the only sins, too, that you can't be forgiven from. And assisted suicide is basically you're, you're murdering somebody. If you're assisting them to die, you murdered them. So uh, both ways, I'm against it. It's like if you get – and I, you know, and I've watched people suffer, long, uh, you know, long-term from cancer and die quick from cancer. And I don't wish anybody painful, horrible deaths. But at the same time, too, it's, you know, you can't kill yourself and you can't and anybody else helping you is committing murder. I, th- I, th- I think the topic of suicide, Patty, is it is a very difficult one, you know, and um, I am hugely sympathetic to people, for example, who lost loved ones during lockdown, um, young people driven to the edge of despair, Patty, and over uh, by the cruelty of the political class. Uh, you know, I have, I have huge sympathy uh, for, for a young them. Girl, but... A young girl who is, I don't say young girl, and daughter's in the 20s and everything else, blew her brains out during the, this time period. And it's just, you know, and it's, I don't understand, you know, uh, I, I'm sorry, there's no matter how bad, and, it, uh, you know, we can't measure measure each other's despair, but you're sick or you're mentally depressed. And it, that's never the answer. And this is some firm, you know, this is one of those, you know, third rail subjects for me. It's just like, I can't go there. Okay. Uh, Grantonio, I see you've entered the building. Uh, and uh, as always, incredibly welcome. What would you like to share with us, Grantonio? Right, first off, for Jed's benefit, can you hear me? And I'm only going to be a minute long. Um <laughs> First thing uh, I want to say, it's it's very interesting. My my opinions have changed on this. I used to be staunchly um, against the idea of assisted suicide. Now I'm a bit more on the fence. I think that you, we talk about things like locked-in syndrome. I, I'm not sure what the humane thing to do is when somebody's 
asking to die. I think that's their business, and that's that's it's between them and their god. I'm, I'm, but, but what I find interesting is the same people who are for assisted suicide. Um, I, by and large, would be against the death penalty. Now, I'm, I have very strong opinions about the death penalty. I think it should be brought back. And by the way, I would happily uh, administer um, a lethal injection to, to certain individuals. So I, I, there you go. It's, inter it's interesting, Grantonio. I mean, I, I mean, this is one of the things that I love. We're all entitled to have different views and think different things. I used to be 100% behind the idea of the, Beth, the death penalty for certain crimes, you know, um, child murder, for example. I think th th those people should be executed. Uh, I think that, uh, for example, terrorists, if there's a sufficient level of evidence, should also probably be uh, uh, executed. But then another part of me, and this is the niggle in the head, Grantonio. Um, oh, Grantonio has gone. Um, so I'm talking to space now. Uh, nah, um, nothing's I think, in space. Um, it doesn't exist. We're just living a little bubble. Yeah, well, don't, don't, don't you worry. We'll get to you, Mr. Apollo, in a minute. Um, uh, the, 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 if you give the state the power, that's my problem. Uh, when it comes to the, the death penalty, you know, they might have decided, for example, oh, you oppose vaccines. Mm, maybe we need to dispatch you because you're essentially, uh, as you guys in the States are, if you support Donald Trump, you're a terrorist, domestic terrorist. So maybe we need to have the death penalty for you. So do you follow my view? I, I, I'm kind of, because I don't trust the state at all in any way, I am Grantonio torn sympathetic entirely unsympathetic to your view really do but just worry that if you give them the power would they use it against us uh, apart from which anyway there's no chance of the uk bringing back the death penalty uh, unless it's for patriots i think that's the only basis on which it would actually return you know so uh uh yeah it's uh um, we're looking to see, I'm sorry, I'm just reading your comments here. Uh, look at Canada. Chris Davies brings up a bloody good point. Look at Canada. I mean, if you sneeze in Canada, somebody's likely to say, oh, mm, have you considered, have you considered, considered euthanasia? Um, Canada's a great example of this death cult getting a Yeah, but hang on there. Hang on. Even in Canada, but, if you're in the queue too long, somebody will come along and say, oh, have you considered that mid? Would you like to try made while you wait? Yeah. You know, even if you, even if the queue in the, in the supermarket. Oh, would you like to try made? Yeah, 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 and, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the, 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 that's the darkness that is Canada. Jed, I always feel bad for the fact that we've got Canadian followers, and I they have my deepest sympathies because it's not just they lived under. COVID tyranny, which they did under uh, our friend Justin Castro. But um, th there's all this other, other things now, like, for example, as you said, Jed, you know, if, 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 you, if, if, you, if, you, if you sneeze, then essentially somebody's going to sidle up to you and you say, would you like to join our, uh, our MAID? What does MAID stand for, by the way? Does anyone know what it's, it's what I can't remember what the acronym stands for. If anyone can tell me, please type it in or let us know. Uh, made in Canada, M-A-I-D, as opposed to M-A-D-E. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Canada's a very dark place. And I always think that, you know, I don't know what, you, what do you guys think? I think the darkest places in, you know, in the world, they're the places where, if you like, the dark forces have gotten a real grip. 
Max, thank you, Max, for telling us. Medical assistance in dying. Well, it's medical assistance to kill people, really, as far as I can see. But 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 Canada's particularly dark. And Switzerland, you know, for all that so we're all lovely up in the Alps. I mean they do they do happily take money to kill people. Um, City Troll instantly lowers the tone by telling us that maid is a short skirt, black dress, and a toaster. <laughs> he's absolutely so, right. Uh, he's not wrong there. I mean, he's wrong about the moonlanders, but he's not wrong there. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm glad to say you didn't designate the sex of the person, City Troll, because of course, as we know, it could be any gender, right? So uh, yeah. So look, look, as I say, this assisted killing, I don't like it. I really don't. All my instincts are woo, don't like it at all. But uh, it's the sort of world we live in, I suppose. Uh, other alternatives for maid mounties are ideologically driven, says Grantonio. I'm not sure they are, uh, Grantonio. I, I remember when I was in Canada. I've been in Canada a few times. And uh, when you see the mounties on their horses with their red, splendid red costumes, I mean, it's quite British looking in a way, you know, but... Uh, um, I'm afraid the good days of Canada seem to be behind it, unless they throw off the Adrian. I'm, I don't know what you think of Canada under Trudeau, but it's it's an awful place. Yeah, Banff's brilliant, Chris Davies. Yeah, been there myself. Yeah, Adrian, what do you think? What do you think about Canada under Trudeau? Do you think it's a, a dark and evil place? I do, but it's a warning for the rest of us that we all need to be really paying attention to. Because we see a lot of those ideologies and governments, <clears throat> pardon me, government styles starting to take, take over now in the Western world. And we would have thought Canada was as free as America. And over the last few years, we've seen how, how troubled it's become because of these kind of ideologies and regimes that are in place. That if we do not wake up, this is what's coming our way too. So I think everybody yeah. really needs to pay attention. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, um, Adrian. You know, we do need to be alert. Uh, Canada, it's a bit like New Zealand as well. One of the things I've learned in the last couple of years is that, you know, we can see other parts of the world where things are very bad or got very bad. And the people were so asleep, Adrian, that they let it all happen. You know, New Zealanders should have run Jacinda Ardern out of town. Canadians should have run Justin Trudeau out of town, but they didn't. Well, the truckers, to be fair, did try it. And as our good friend Northern Monkey says here, all the truckers would be medically assisted to die. But look what happened to them. Yeah, but if you if you had said 10 years ago, in the next 10 years, there's going to be a pandemic. Uh, the world's going to be locked down. There's going to be communist regimes taking place in, well, basic communist regimes in Canada, New Zealand. Australia, people would have laughed at you and put you in a padded cell, but mm. they're starting. They're starting to see it now. Mm. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, is there any way back for Canada? Well, that's up to the people. But I don't think enough people are willing to stand up because they've been able to get their guns taken off them. They were able to. Well, they were trying to take children of people who took part in protests. Uh, they were trying to make them wards of the state. Do you remember those who yep. turned up the the truckers' protest? You know, so people are that fearful now that they're willing just to keep their heads down and hopefully things will change. But it won't change mm. until we have the brave souls who are willing to to stand up and put their head out there and say enough's enough. P Paddy, can I just say to ask you? I mean, having been in Canada and America, the difference is 
that uh, the Canadians seem a lot more a quite they're quiet people um more more docile than you kind of or some of you americans although i've got questions That's about americans they're well. frozen <laughs> right they're yeah. freezing 90 percent of the time man they got time to raise hell they're out they're, they're busy trying to stay warm <laughs> yeah what well, do, do you know patty I, I i looked at buying property in toronto and when you look at the summer temperatures it all seems quite good and you think yeah it'd be nice nice views over the lake there and then you look to see the temperatures in the winter and i mean here in the uk if it drops below zero i mean we're all basically you know uh panicking and it, absolutely i mean it's a it, it is your zero your zero is our 32 degrees it's just like you know and it's just like okay that should be the maximum it should ever get cold anywhere and i'm sorry uh, you know if i never saw another snowflake again i'd be happy but it's just no canada's too cold the people are wrong the, the cold where in certain parts of the u.s the heat gets to them in canada the cold got them first thing they did was they let them take their guns second thing they then they put in this this wacko trudeau and it's just like you know I, the people escaping over this uh northern border are the canadians yeah yeah no yeah yeah they're seeking sanctuary i mean it's actually true uh during COVID, some of them did seek sanctuary in the united uh, states now how reversed uh, is that you know it's like yeah yeah it is really it really is well patty let's come on to the next topic and this was i had you very much in mind to lead off on this one and that is we saw a couple of nights a couple of days back we saw the colorado supreme court uh stacked full of well, on a 4-3 decision mind you but anyway they basically declared that President or Donald Trump would not be, they wouldn't allow his name on the primary ballot, I think, Patty, that happens in April, with the implication is being that he wouldn't be allowed on the actual then presidential election uh, ballot. And I see now that the California, uh, there's activists there basically trying to do the same thing. So are we, Patty, heading for 2024? whereby several Democrat-controlled U.S. states won't even allow Trump to be on the, uh, the ballot. They would, like, they would like that. They really would. I, I, I cannot see the, um, the first week in January uh, that they're back, they're back the, the Supreme Court not, not stomp, stomp this on, on its throat and just put it, put it down as, as it is. What, if you want to read a good article, on what happened with these judges there's at davidvance.net there's a really good article about it yeah yeah but yes, uh, <laughs> a very erudite writer yes i mean yeah, exactly yeah but, a man but, living under a rock but but uh, yeah, but, but, but i'll tell you what america's going to be under a rock unless the supreme court, unless the supreme court can actually overturn this and yes i think they Probably they have no choice. Here's the th here's the whole basic flaw in what's going. In anybody who's trying to use the Fourteenth Amendment, which is their this oh we got oh we found something you found something from the Civil War that had nothing nothing to do with modern times. But okay, you want to try to stretch it because they're always finding things in the Constitution that isn't in there and dismissing things that are in there, like the Second Amendment. But anyway, but the the the, the thing is, is with the Fourteenth Amendment. He, they're, right, he, committed, they're, he committed insurrection. First, you have to charge Donald Trump 
with insurrection. Then you have to have a trial. Then you have to convict him of it. You cannot penalize a man for a law that he has not, a, a, a crime he has not committed, a law he has not broke. Now, he may have broken it. He may have, you want to think he broke it? Charges, but get him into court and convict him. But he's never been, even Jack Smith, no one's ever charged Trump with insurrection. So they're penalized and saying he can't participate on the ballot because he's insurrectionist. Who's to, uh, excuse me, that's called acting under color of law. And that's where you take, you apply the law to put somebody in jail and you're the authorities and they didn't really commit a crime. And that's, uh, that's a major felony. And that's what all four of these judges just did. They committed felonies. Well, hang on, but I heard the American president, Mr. Joe Biden, today say that it was his view that, yeah, Trump had committed insurrection. He's an insurrectionist. January 6th was the worst insurrection since the American Civil War, apparently. Was that before or after he changed his diaper? (laughs) Possibly during. Yeah, right right in the middle of it, because it was coming out, it was coming out of both ends. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, you know, but... uh, you know, I don't care. I don't. Have, I don't want to hear anything. The you know the 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 the, the bought and paid for uh, Chinese spy sitting in the White House has to say about anything. It, it's just, a, and he's not running the show anyway. The man can't tie his shoes. He's not running anything. Uh, no, he's and, not. Uh, you no, know, so. Uh, <coughs> but like yeah. he said, I'm waiting for now. Like I said, I'm going to be putting up a series. It'll be boring. But anybody who's interested in it. That wants to see the really listed. Every time you see hear this, uh, they've connected Biden to no crimes. I got, I got three one-hour specials with James Comer and Ted Cruz breaking down exactly the crimes and the amount of money and the paper trail and the evidence and and this is going on. Is it? We have a yeah. criminal in the White House. That's what we have in the White House. I, I, Everything I, I, they I, accused. Trump yeah. of is in Biden. Oh, I agree. I agree. I, I see some of you missed the fact that William isn't on the stream this week. I recall a part of your fellow countryman, William, phoned in last week to provide us with as uh, um, rather interesting observations. His, his on cowboy hat is on too tight. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think, as we said, whatever he's on, I mean, yeah, people, Grant, yeah, I can see you all miss William. Where is William? Uh, I dread to think, but anyway, well, uh, do let yeah, me say yeah, one thing, you the- please. Anybody yeah. who wants to speak their mind, I don't care uh, what it, we may make fun of you, but please, if you got something to say, dial this podcast, man. This is the only call in podcast that goes out live on, uh, on in the world. Be part of history. Well, ho- ho- hopefully, people, uh, yeah, Mark says William is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really was. Jed, I mean, on the main topic here, uh, Trump, this whole sort of thing, Trump got a name being taken off the ballot. Do you agree with Patty that they won't be able to get away with it? Or do you think they might? Nah, it'll never happen. It, it, uh, sorry, Jed, I, I thought that was to me. <laughs> No, nobody. Uh, uh, it's okay, buddy. Don't worry. Um, no, I, I don't think they will get away with it. I think the Supreme Court will strike it down uh, in the new year. Um, but but before then, we'll have the headlines of more and more states enacting this so-called Fourteenth um, Amendment law, um, and that will go around the world. 
but the striking down by the Supreme Court will, will get a whimper. Yeah, because they want people to believe he's not on the ballot. And even if he's not, I can't, I can't remember the president's name, and I might get this wrong. So it might be Abraham Lincoln was denied being on the ballot in 10 states and still won. Might have got the president's name wrong, but it was 10 states that banned him and he still won. So I know that much for one. Yeah, well, actually, um, but, Adrian, Adrian says Jerry's in agreement. Yeah, oh, sorry. Bit of echo. Lincoln. Yeah, sorry, yeah, just, just sorry, let me just finish just, and then others can come in. Uh, Jed, I think 10 states banned Lincoln. So there we go. You're dead, right, in what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, so, and again, all this stuff, all this stuff that the Democrats are trying to do just makes Trump, Trump stronger. He just grows in popularity. But I just want to, before you move on, I just want to say this. Next year, we've got an election and the US have got an election. Look what happened last time that these two great countries made a fundamental change in what they wanted. 2016, we went for Brexit. 2016, they went for Trump. Where now, Trump is going to be on the ballot. There is no shadow of a doubt that he's going to be the nominee. So he'll be on the ballot. And we've got an election coming up. And you never know. You never know. The Tories could be kicked out and Labour may not win. Uh, yeah, I'll think about it for 10 seconds. Labour will win because they want Labour to win, but that's a different discussion. Adrian, I want you to jump in on this whole Trump uh, on or off the ballot issue and, and wonder what you think of that, Adrian. Well, I, I, first of all, I found it interesting that that headline came out several hours after a judge ruled that the Epstein client list had to be released in early January. And that then mm. the news about Trump not being on the ballot took away from that. So to me, that was, uh, oh, something shiny. Look over here. Anyway, yeah. good point. Yeah. Th th this is the establishment telling the American people, you can vote for who you want, but we'll tell you who it is. So this is the American people being shown that the election system is rigged. It's corrupt because they will not get to choose who they want if Trump's not allowed to be on the ballot. Yep. Pardon me. Um, there is no doubt. 100% in agreement with Jed. It will be Trump. Colorado is not massive in electoral votes. So I don't think it would have an, a really negative impact if they did manage to swing that through. The likes of California is different because it has a lot more electoral votes. So if that then was able to stand, that would be a massive negative impact for Trump. But again, I do not think the Supreme Court will let this go through in any shape or form because mm -hmm. it is to totally unconstitutional. It goes against the whole democratic vote by telling people, no, you can't have him. You can have this person instead. And it'll obviously be a deep state puppet that nobody will want to vote for. But tr Trump mm -hmm. has all this sewn up, 100% sewn up. This just makes him even more stronger. It makes his, his, his fan base even more diehard and they can see that they are just doing whatever they can to keep him out of office because when he comes back it's curtains for them all which is why they don't want him to come back i agree with chris davies here on the stream chris is saying that colorado was just the test case 
all the blue states will now follow suit. I think you're right, Chris. I mean, I'll tell you, I, I, I was one of the people that I pay attention to is, I don't know if, I'm sure you guys probably do know her, uh, an American journalist, really good lady, Lara Logan. And uh, Lara Logan, you know, has been all over this one. But what she's sort of saying is that the, the main point to take out of this, and anyone's welcome to comment on this, is that it, forget about Biden. I mean, Biden's just, as we know, he's, he's basically a, a zombie. But the, the, it's the puppet masters behind Biden that have been running this regime for three years. I think they will do anything, anything to stop Trump because they so fear Trump. And therefore, they will use lawfare, they will use these fake, you know, indictments against them, everything to try and destroy him. Adrian, he gets stronger. I get this. The more they, they, they attack him, I actually think if they imprisoned him, he would be even stronger still. I think Trump, Adrian, is as unstoppable as the candidate. But like Lara, I worry about just the lengths to which the Democrats will go to. Yes. And then you after you first, Adrian, then you party. Yes. And we saw the interview with Tucker and Tucker said the only thing they have left is to kill you, basically, because that's the only way the people would stop supporting them. And that's the mm -hmm. only thing they have left, because the, the court cases are not going to they're not going to win. They may convict them. But I do think the people just see through the absolute nonsense that this is. Mm. Can no, I ask? No, no. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No. No, I was going to just ask Patty. Patty, do, do you think you say, American elections are actually very similar to well, the UK elections in a way? It's the kind of the, the, there's there's the, there's the committed people in both camps, and then there's the swing voters. Do you think that because it's the swing voters that make the decision and that make the difference in the states? Do you what impact do you think this all of this has on swing voters? Does it make them more likely? Or less likely to go with Trump it makes them more likely to go to go, go to Trump. Uh, it, those that are paying attention, but what more? Uh, but what's really the, what really is go, it, going to influence the um, the independents, the so-called independents, the swing votes. That that one group that can, if they go either way, they can screw either side. What's really going to make the difference is when Biden took office, gas was two dollars a gallon. It's now five dollars a gallon. Loaf of bread was ninety nine cents. It's now uh, two fifty. It's you know everything. Everything has tripled and quadrupled in price. The cost of living. People cannot afford this. This Christmas is like the running joke is it's Bidenomics Christmas. Every you know everybody's going into debt. Everybody's uh, uh, you know this is not financially a happy Christmas for anybody in the United States. So and that's what's going to sway the. The, the the masses who don't really pay attention to any of the stuff that we talk about every week. Yeah, Adrian, you wanted to just jump in there very quickly and then yeah, you jump. just when you were talking about independent voters and swing voters, there's a famous Z-list actor called Michael Rapoport, who's a famous Democrat, has backed Joe Biden all the way, and has been very derogatory about Trump on social media. And he came out a couple of weeks ago and said, I'm sorry, but voting for Trump is now on the table because of the mess the economy's in under Biden. Now that's somebody who was called, I can't, I can't even say the names he was calling them on your podcast, but they weren't nice. And he is now saying, my mortgage is going through the roof. I can't handle this no more. I am actually seriously considering voting for Trump. 
And when that's somebody who was so anti-Trump has now done a complete 180 that he's saying, no, actually, this man's the only one that can sort this mess out. I think mm. that should speak volumes. And I'm sure a lot of a lot of you have seen those. Yeah, yeah, Jed. I mean, I think we we're all in agreement, but then we're in echo chamber. We all think that Trump's the guy that can sort it out, even though we didn't sort it out the first time round. So, Jed, what's your what 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 do you think? You know, do you think this time next year, because the election is a party, it's November fifth, twenty twenty four. So, in twelve months' time, the U.S. will have a new well, the, 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 there will have been a result in that presidential election. But, Jed, do you think? They would allow. Do you think the cabal would allow Trump to win it? Hang on, there's just a bit of an echo here. Hang on. All right, let that finish. Yeah, no, um, I, I see what you're saying, David. And I think when they had the shock in 2016, both on this side of the Atlantic and on the other, I think then the powers that be set to work to to prevent the, that sort of occurrence again. Um, Trump is the only man on the ballot for the for the Republicans. Um, yes, swing voters. I don't care what they do in the privacy they're on on, but swing voters will go. Sorry, will go uh, to Trump, no doubt. Uh, some independents will cross over, and and in some cases, it's not because of Trump. It's because of Biden. You know, it's just like uh, over here where the Tories are going to lose. I know they're going to lose. They're going to lose dramatically. They're going to lose 300 MPs plus. But it's because of what they've done, not what Labour are doing, if you see what I mean. And it's the same over there that Biden's going to lose, or the Democrats are going to lose, because of what the Democrats have done. And that's why Tories are going to lose, because of what they've done or not done, it, as the case may be. But... Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, particularly because of the Supreme Court. They have to strike this down. Otherwise, you might as well just say, right, well, there's only one name on the ballot and um, you all have to vote for it. Oh, a bit like the EU, really, wasn't it? One name on the ballot and you all have to vote for it. And that's how they ended up with von der Leyen. Well, but, yeah. this, is, this is how US democracy dies, you see. Um, well, yeah, I agree, David. You know, it, it, it's very disturbing. OK, well, we, I mean, obviously, as we enter 2024, um, this is going to be a big topic for us here because I think all of us, uh, you know, would prefer to see, obviously, Biden, uh, the Biden zombie presidency and, and Trump come back. And I hope, Adrian, that you're right in what you've been saying pretty consistently that, um, you know, Trump's second term would be their worst nightmare. And I, Adrian, would love that. It is. Look, the man said in front of Air Force One, we have it all. We caught them all. Look, first debate, he said, of 200 generals behind me. When he was at his inauguration, the military came out and stood behind him. You need to pay attention to some of the really subtle things that go on. I, I honestly, I still believe this man's still in charge now. And what you're seeing, and why do I say that? Because because of the insurrection, the military took over. But what you're seeing now is so that people truly understand what was in store for them if they did not take the country back themselves. Because the first line of the Constitution is we, the people. And he mm. needs the people to do it, to vote for him. Because remember, drain the swamp, and when they vote for him again, he will say, you've given me the green light. I told you what I was going to do. Let's go for it.
Yeah, well, f- 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 fingers crossed that that's what happened. I, w- I want to see Trump in next time round. He knows the swamp creatures and he should, I think, be even more effective. And we'll have to see what happens. Some, but meanwhile, some as- the art of war. He, he, first, term, yes. first term was just finding out who's who, who were the players on the board. And now second term will be cool. I guess, Adrian, just, uh, and Paddy, come to you this, uh, as well in this one. Adrian, just to push back a little on that, though, that when I interviewed Carrie Lake earlier this year, and I was trying to say, to ask Carrie, you know, what, um, so the Democrats stole 2020. They stole 2022, I believe. What's to stop them stealing 2024? And, you know, Adrian, she didn't totally convince me. I mean, do you know what they I mean? Will, they, I think she... They will try. Yeah. They will try. But you remember 2018, 2020, 22, they done it. And each time they have gathered the evidence. So the first time you can't say it was an anomaly. If they have done it one, two, three times, this is a pattern. And it makes it easier then to show the people, to convince the people, to convince the courts. Mm. This is a long-term sting. This is not just one man coming in to buck the system. This is a, a, a well-thought-out well, generated, generated plan that's been a long time in the making. Paddy, can I come to you? Because obviously you're the man on the ground. What, what, what do you think of what Adrian's saying? Thing is, is like you know, they stole. They did steal in the last election. They, you know, I don't care what platform on. They stole the last election. I know how they did it. I can tell you how they did it. I worked the polls for thirty years. I kn- I know the way the system works. And the five states that they did it in are all Democrat controlled machine states. There is a system in place. But I think the guy. Uh, they know they can't do it by vote. This time they get they have the most of the apparatus is still in place. Most of the mail in vote stuff is still in place. Some of it's been struck down, but I don't. They uh, I, they're afraid to try that again because I think they're really afraid of the silent majority. Is because there's a lot of people that are really, 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 really pissed off in this co- country right now. That men, most of the people that are getting pissed off are people that aren't like us that don't really pay attention, but that know that it, it, it's rotten it looks rotten it is rotten and while it's rotten everything is going is quadrupling in price and i i really think they're afraid of a spark that'll set something yeah yeah i see i, I see chris here's chris davies is saying the neocons will push for nikki haley to be vp and then they never have all the never yeah, I mean, she's the most repulsive. I mean, she, she number one, she shouldn't be in the Republican Party. I don't even think she is a Republican. She's a Democrat. But but Chris is right, though. There's definitely a push party to get Nikki Haley, uh, that absolute oh, neocon. Yeah, the inside the beltway, the, the belt they wanted to be her because they, you know, it, they wanted to have somebody in there that's one of them, like a Pence. And, like, you know, it. it they need somebody in there to counter uh, to act as their inside person. They're not going to get it this time. And again, great point by Adrian. He says, um, Adrian, I agree with you, by the way. They want a civil war. Hence the new films coming out in Netflix to plant the seed, all the predictive programming that they do. I think they do. I think we should, none of us should uh, underestimate just how wicked 
the 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 political establishment in the state says as well both sides of the aisle by the way the rhinos and the democrats they they'd be very happy for a civil war i know Patty, you you we often touch on it with you you know and no one wants to see a civil war obviously but just because you don't want to see it doesn't mean it couldn't happen uh and uh i just wonder what life i think 24 is going to be a monumental year jet in the states don't you i mean we'll talk about the uk as well but st- i mean this is the big one because let's be honest if trump jed doesn't get in at 24 that's it he's gone that's the end um so therefore it's kind of all forces uh you know to try and get him in and i know from talking to american friends um jed that that like this is the big one 24 he must get in or game over i agree uh and again echo chamber but i i have to agree with that uh this is the the final frontier this has to be again a line from a song now this has to be the the last stand it really is the last stand because you know we're facing an existential crisis here with our politicians and equally so in the us and you know the old saying goes if if the us gets a a sniffly nose then we get a cold you know what happens over there it really affects us so it has to be trump or it's nothing because i don't think any of trump's kids will want to step up to the plate to corner phrase, and I don't think there's anybody else who could step up to the plate, if you see what I mean, to fill Trump's uh, shoes. Now, bear in mind, Trump. If, if even if Trump wins, we've only got four years of Trump. And bear in mind, with the American system, two years in, we then have the midterms. And you know what usually happens on the midterm? You know, it usually flips back, doesn't it? So, hey, he's got to get in, or America will fall. Um, could there be civil war? Could be. Um, would it affect us? Absolutely would affect us. And I think we've got our own issues with the state of our uniparty. And, and you're right when you talk about uniparty constantly, David. You mm. are right. We have a uniparty here, which actually has been born and bred from the uniparty over in the US. Because like I said, you know, US gets a, a sniffles, we get a cold. And that's literally what's happened. The, the Uniparty has been born there, and the Uniparty has been born here. And subsequently, you look across in Europe, and you you have a Uniparty there in, in some respects, which is the European Union, the you know the heads of sheds, the, the commission and those people. They're all of the same mindset, and they're the ones that you know, pass down the laws and, and the decrees and everybody has to follow, which is literally what's happening in the US with the uni party in the EU. So Trump has to win. Otherwise, I think it's endgame. I think one of the things, uh, Adrian, I'll just come to you in this one, Patty, is doing very quickly and then we'll move on. Um, I was really pleased with the response from Vivek Ramaswamy in the immediate aftermath of the Colorado uh, Supreme Court because he said uh, he would not allow his name to go on the ballot unless Donald Trump was on the Colorado ballot and he called for other other candidates to um, do the same. Yeah, Grantonio, he wants a job, but he had the sphericals to say it. Uh, Adrian, what do you think about what Vivek said? I think Vivek is just all noise, to be brutally honest with you. Um, again, mm-hmm. he's angling for a possible role in a new Trump administration. Um, I just don't. I don't think, I think that that's a a snake. 
in wolf's or in sheep's clothing to be brutally honest um sure. he goes on and he makes yeah. out all these great points but again where were you a few years ago you're only saying it now that it's election year where mm. were you two years ago when it really really mattered yeah, Paddy, would you agree with that regarding Ramaswamy? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Ramaswamy. What was he? I think two years ago he was making money in the bio industry or something. But like it, Ramaswamy would like a position. He's not going to get. A, he may get something down the road, but he's not getting anything of any power in in any Trump administration. Trump did com comment, uh, you know, compliment him the other day. But the whole thing about the Ramaswamy statement, where he's like, uh, it's just like, you know, it's like I said, he's just making noise of his country. But what blew my mind was the fat man agreed with him, Chris Christie. And like, I was like, you know, it, it even, even, even stood up and said, this is outrageous. And that was just like, oh my God, is lightning about to strike? But um, I, I'm surprised he was able to stand up. Well, they 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 got one of those special lift chairs with the electric <laughs> buttons, and, you know, and then they have yeah. to make sure they do it slow. They don't want any seismic. I I I would have to say, <clears throat> I'm in agreement with Chris Davies, as is so often the case. I'd love to see Carrie Lake as the VP, uh, super smart, uh, super media savvy, and takes absolutely no nonsense. Uh, a Trump Lake. Um, thing would be just heaven for me, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see how it happens. But anyway, talking enough about this, the, about the Trump thing. Shall we talk about someone else who's been in the news for almost two years now, and that's our great friend President Zelensky over in Ukraine. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but but the other day Zelensky came out. Sad, I shouldn't be laughing. Zelensky came out with an appeal. Apparently his generals have told him they need half a million new soldiers. They need half a million new soldiers to take the war to Putin uh, in, the, in the Kremlin and all of that sort of stuff. And it made me wonder, mm, I wonder why they might need half a million. Jed, I'll come to you in this one first. Why do you think that Ukraine might need half a million new soldiers? Uh, because They've just buried half a million old soldiers, uh, maybe. Mm, mm. That could that could be one reason, or maybe half a million young soldiers are buggered off somewhere else, maybe. But more likely, half a million soldiers are now dead on this uh, offensive that they were so clearly winning, not, um, and that has stalled and. It never got going. In fact, I don't think it, it. I don't think they even unpacked the offensive, did they? It was still in the box because they knew it wouldn't work. But yeah. notice, it, it, it's all collapsed. Everything's gone quiet. We've moved on to the next current thing, um, and you know, which is Israel and Palestine. Even that one's going quiet now. I'm just waiting for the next one. I think we're due one in about what five days' time. Another <laughs> current thing. Um, yeah. Well, that's what Amazon said. It was on my um, Alexa. It said it was going to deliver in the next five days. Um, so I think that's when the next current thing is due. Um, yeah. But I, again, I, again with Christmas post, who knows? But uh, I, yeah, I, I just think it, it, it just shows when you when you're begging for men and having to conscript, you know, older and older groups of of men in, uh, males in your in your country. It just shows that your offensive, your your front is falling apart. It's exactly the same what happened in, with Saddam Hussein in Gulf War One. You know, by the time we got there, 
yeah. after we'd done all our training preparation and everything by the time we got there i was first met with the first group of pow's i was met with ranged from 14 15 16 year old children to 60 70 80 year old men mm. and mm. all they did was beg for food and beg to to not be shot obviously we didn't shoot them because we are kind caring and loving community and we give them some food and send them to the rear that mm. is where we're now ending up here that's also where we ended up in some degree in the in bosnia yeah mm. we ended up where the young were dead and all you were left with whole old men you know on both sides on the front and that's exactly what we've now got with ukraine he's lost and we know he's lost and this is why he needs yeah i i enjoyed northern monkey's comment here top comment by the way he says they'll be they'll be providing zimmer frames with mounted guns to troops in ukraine soon and indeed i mean i think we all see it uh, adrian the reason for this bizarre request for another half a million is because as we've been talking about and no one takes satisfaction from us the cemeteries in ukraine have been filling up with the young men as jed rightly points out who went uh up against russia and have been systematically wiped out over the past almost two years so in a way i see this request for half a million more uh, apparently adrian there's two hundred thousand uh sort of younger ukrainian men legged it into germany and now i see did you see that uh zelensky's put an appeal out a request that they come back what do you think the chances of them coming back uh to ukraine are adrian absolutely zero but how many yeah. millions of them are displaced across europe and have been for the last 15 20 years lots of them left ukraine to come to the uk and different countries to try and get a better life for themselves so why why would they go back now to face the possibility of death and jed's right they've all been wiped out by the russians they've kidnapped yeah. as many off the streets and forced as many into the army as they could that they have absolutely no one left and yeah. no matter no matter what they do mm. they will not get enough to be able to outnumber or defeat the russians can i just say i like uh, i say i note the comments here i think you all like when i do the podcast and i talk about kiev uh you all enjoy that one that's because we must never pronounce it as kiev as in chicken we mustn't we not must not I mean, that's one thing i've learned in the past two years always call it kiev and the longer you make the e that shows how much more virtuous you are you see just like when i say angela Vena, uh i'm also paying tribute to the uh the wonderful uh leader uh <laughs> was it gg law says key kiev is asshole of course it is all things are psyop party well i mean you know i can't i mean even the us well i know biden wants to try and channel more money there but i get the impression the us has kind of lost interest what do you think well i'm sure was saying well it, yeah. no they want their money they, they this is the whole thing this is this they're not being very pushy about it but behind the scenes a lot of crap they're really pushing for ukraine like general wiley they, they you know threatened it was caught on you know by several it threatened in a, in a back door meeting either you give us the money for ukraine or we're going to send america we're going to send your sons and daughters and uncles over to fight now this is the head yeah. general of the united states he's talking to senators and, and and stuff and it wasn't supposed to get out but i mean now they're still pushing this is you know and 
they have to face the fact they've lost Western Ukraine. Ukraine, Ukraine lost long ago. They they lost it back in 2014. You know, and it's it, 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 this is this is ridiculous. But no, the Biden administration is pushing and pushing. They want this money, and they're threatening to send our troops if we don't give them the money. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, Adrian. I wonder, did you see a real genius intervention by Putin? Uh, yesterday, I think it was, or today, yeah, in the last sort of day or so, he was basically making the suggestion that there are parts of Ukraine which should be restored to their ancestral homes, namely Poland um, and a couple of the other surrounding countries. And whilst those countries have been up until now, Adrian, oh, you know, very supportive of uh of, of of ukraine i thought this was genius from putin basically putin saying well we, we we'd be happy to offer you some of uh, ukraine back if you wanted what, what did you think of that adrian i thought it was great that's putin just stirring the pot a bit but he, ukraine isn't a country that's that long in existence either so we, he's very very true in what he's saying pardon me and i think that was probably to stir the pot with donald tusk being elected in Poland as well to see what his reaction to that would be. I think that's Putin just just stirring the pot, just winding things up a bit, to be brutally honest. Um, it's mm -hmm. not that the Americans have lost interest in Ukraine. It's just that the, the Republicans are trying to stop all the funding going through. And the people are now awake saying, well, you can't finish the border here, but you're willing to give billions to Ukraine, which is just pouring money away for nothing. We need the money here at home, mm. so I think I, I think that's why you're you think that the Americans have lost interest. It's just Jim Jordan and the rest just will not let as much go through as was being Henry. Mm, mm. Yeah, actually, Scott makes a point. Isn't it amazing how the U.S. is now looking at Yemen uh, many years after the fact? I think though, Scott, I think the U.S. is a bit reluctant to get too involved in that, especially as the Saudis and the, the Yemen the Yemen government have almost reached some kind of an agreement. So, uh, but having said that, I mean, I see the, the Yemenis are merrily putting mines into the, uh, just, just off the coast there. So I think that's affected, heavily affected shipping to Israel, Israel port of Elat. So, um, yeah, we'll have to watch the space. But uh, yeah, look, from day one, guys, we opposed this whole, uh, misadventures. Chris Davy says, you know, this is a thousand year dispute. None of our business. Let's stay the hell out of it, sort themselves out, and uh, or not as the case may be, it is not our business. Now, here comes our, our good warmongering city troll saying, we need to take care of Iran. Well, Patty, why do we need to take care of Iran? Haven't you learned the lesson that the more America sticks its nose into these regions, the more trouble it causes? Party. Now, 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 I can, I, I'm sure I will be stoned for this, but I'm sorry. Any nation that has their people chanting in the streets, death to America, should get the, the, the American airmail package and let's turn it into glass. Let's just level it. And, uh, and Iran is, they've shot at, they've, they've attacked our bases 96 times in the last, in the last, since October 6th. Or October eighth, excuse me, uh, and Biden's done nothing. Now this that, I, and I feel bad for the Iranian people because I know it's not them. They were a very wet, modern, 
uh, westernizing co uh, country until the, the the Ayatollah regime took took over when the shawl fell and all that crap. But it, you know, but now they are they are the problem. Iran is the problem. Iran needs and you know, and until Iran is dealt with directly, it, this is going to continue. And it's we got to stop. It's time to stop playing around. Uh, well, I'm not sure I agree with Jed. Do what, what are you uh, just on? We'll, we'll tackle this, Jed, and then, and then we'll move on. Um, I, I, I personally don't think we should be trying you're, to have you're a peace loving man, David, and I understand that. And I, you know, and it's <laughs> and God bless you for it. We, the world needs you, the world also needs people that are willing to pick up a bat. Every oh, I would pick whoa, up a bat. Whoa, 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 hang on a I, second. I, uh, Jed, I, I, hang on a second. I pick up a bat and there's plenty I might want to swat, but the people I want to swat are probably found in NATO, they're probably found in Brussels, they're probably found in Washington, and they're probably found in <laughs> in Westminster. Sorry, Jed, I interrupted you. Jed, Paddy, that Jed, I was betting, and then you go back. Jed. Yeah, no, Paddy, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to have to disagree with you. Yet again, it's America going... Oh, Shocked. somebody doesn't like us, so we so we need to go and bomb the the f out of them. Yeah, we need to flatten it. We need to turn it to Glasgow. Somebody doesn't like us. Well, I see, Panny. There's a lot of the world does not like the USA, and they don't like the USA because the USA pokes its nose into everybody's business. Are globally, the USA has got to have its finger in every single pie, and it's about time the USA and it was doing it under Donald Trump. The USA steps back and looks after itself first, and stops poking its nose and its finger and its pies in everybody else's business. Just leave Iran doing what Iran does. Okay, we look. America went into Libya. It went into everywhere America's gone into in the past 50, 60 years. Is turned into an asshole country. I think you should just stay home for a change, put your feet up, and look after yourselves. Adrian, I want to give you your say on this one. I know we've gone off one, <clears> one but uh, Iran. What would you like to see happen to Iran? Well, Iran are the puppet masters in the Middle East. They fund many terrorist organizations and regimes that cause mayhem. This is why Soleimani was taken out in what, 2017, 2018. And Iran used to be a pretty decent country until the Shah was overthrown. And then it turned into the, the Islamic fundamentalist state that it is now. Um, should we be interfering in the Middle East? I, I really don't think so. You know, I think they need to sort it out themselves. But again, I think it's a problem that we say we, the West, created by overthrowing the Shah back, what, was it the 70s they overthrew him? And he had to go into exile? But yeah, but was, yeah, yeah, but was the Shah a CIA asset, as Garam suggests? No, well, he, he was overthrown in a CIA coup, was he not? But they because play they, both sides, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they needed the bogeyman in the East. You know, the, you mm. know, so I don't mm. know. I just don't think we should be interfering because the Middle East is a is a powder keg that has been that way for thousands of years. Goes back way yeah. before the yeah. way way before the but, Crusades, which was yes. nearly a thousand years ago. But Adrian, I completely agree with that. And this is look, I think that's a very very substantive point. I just think that when you look to areas like the Middle East, and surely we could all agree on this, it's a complicated 
it's a there's thousands of years of history there's all kinds of uh you know currents run through it and i just think that the best thing we could mostly do is keep our noses the hell out of it let them get up so this whole israel gaza thing like for example i mean this is split what i would call loosely as the truth i said this when i was on with voice of wales earlier tonight that the gaza israel stuff is a brilliant psyop for splitting up our side so so people who hung together on COVID and hung together on you know uh, ukraine suddenly uh, all of a sudden if you sort of say it's good that israel takes out hamas you're a zionist shill and uh, and and I've been accused of that, by the way. Uh, I'm apparently I'm a Zionist shill. I, I don't want to see anybody die. I don't want us to be involved. I don't see it as our fight. I I, I have my views on it. But what I think is that this whole the Israel Gaza thing, Adrian, speaks to your point that you could take different views on it, and I respect different views on it. But the best view is to say they've got a problem. They need to sort it out. And you know, anyone want to jump in on that one? That's my view in all of this. Stay the hell out. I, Patty, I do respect your view. By the way, I do understand that you think that there is a role for outsiders to play. Maybe, but by and large, I'm just thinking. Listen, I don't want to. I just don't want to know. I want to sort out the UK, and I'm sure you always want to sort out. Uh, anyone want to jump in? Well, I just want to say, I wish America would treat its international politics just like it treats its sports when it says it's a World Series. Because a World Series sports in America means it's only in America. And I wish they would do the international politics and war fighting exactly the same. World Series, just keep it inside of America. And Jed, let me jump mm. in here with Jed. Because Jed, things were, and things were heading in, in that direction. And like I said, Trump had a large part of it. The one thing that we've been shooting for my whole lifetime is energy independence. The only reason the Middle East has any power in the world since they sit, they, they, they sit on all that black gold. Well, the United States has 10 times the amount uh, of oil and natural gas uh, yeah. uh, than they do. And we, they, and we were just about to go online. It would have depowered the Middle East. It would, could, would have set up a steady flow of, uh, uh, of energy source to all the Western countries, you know, UK and any other Western countries in, in Europe that wanted it because we were starting to export. And that was shut down day one of Biden, and he realigned us back uh, back with the Middle East, and the place exploded. Well, also, also, Paddy, the uh, Nord Stream pipeline exploded, which cut off uh, energy supply to Europe, <laughs> so that the, the wicked the wicked Biden regime could then export its uh, liquor. I don't know why uh, those liquid, Russians uh, blew that up themselves. They ought to be ashamed. Weird that. Weird, weird, absolutely weird that you know. Uh, oh, by the way, I see there's a bit of chat here on the timeline about sports, and just on that, uh, a little bit of uh, sports personality of the year. Uh, Patty, you may not be aware of this. This is a BBC annual event whereby they designate that people vote in quotation marks for you know the best sports person of the year. And this year we had someone called I think it's Wyatt Earp, someone like that. Wyatt Earp. She was the English goalkeeper of their World Cup losing team. And she was the sports personality of the year. Uh, uh, she's an English lioness. And last year, we also had a, an English lioness uh, win the sports personality of the year. And uh, basically, uh, no, she won 
that Grantonio. She won. Wyatt Earp won Sports Personality of the Year. Why is it that only women can win Sports Personality? Does any Brit one jump in in this one? How come only women win Sports Personality of the Year in the BBC? Go. Whoever wants to deal with it. Was she really a woman, though? <laughs> we don't. There's no way of knowing. It's impossible to tell Adrian in 2023. Yeah, so how, <laughs> how, how, how do we know that she's a woman? But I'm just putting that out there because for the last couple of years, they can't tell us what a woman is. But now they can say a woman footballer has won it for the second year in a row. So a bit... Yeah, yeah, that's right. They don't know what a woman is. And yet it's only women. Jed, were you impressed by the fact that this, uh, the lioness, uh, Wyatt Earp, she won it again? Or in quotation marks, he... I, I'm quite surprised we still have a sports personality of the year. And we do we still have male and female categories of these sports personalities? Because if we do, I, I think that um, no, we that don't. is trans. No, no don't. we don't. So, so don't we're not transphobic then. Oh, that, would be, that would be transphobic. No, no, we just oh. have sports personality because they've got All a right. Way you know, so, so we used to have one for women and one for men. So two awards now because of uh, equality and diversity. We only have one award. That's right. That's right. And we can't, we can't discuss what sex won it. So you keep saying she, she was a football player. She won the award. How dare you? How dare you? Who do you think you are? It, it's well, they, them. <clears throat> Well, well, Scott says, doesn't a sports personality require a personality? And uh, that's also a fair enough point. Although, I don't know if you saw... It also means you have to be able to play the sport. They lost. The England well, women team lost. Yeah. Did, you did, usually did, give that to somebody who wins, like Lewis Hamilton, seven times world champion. I know people don't like him, but he still won seven times. Well, She lost. Chris Chris Davies makes the point that a guy called Stuart Broad, for those of you who like cricket, one of the greatest cricketers we've ever produced, should have won. Yeah, there's, but the, here, but here's the problem, Chris Davies and the Jed as well. You're talking about men. Men can't win on the BBC anymore because it's uh, it's probably yeah transphobia or something like that. I mean, Jed, uh, uh, sorry, Andrew, sorry, I thought it was very interesting where they had the unsung hero award. Did anybody see that? I saw that. <laughs> and we had we had the lady in full um, cultural dress, shall we say? Did you see her standing on the stage? <laughs> yeah. The, 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 look, the, the BBC. I mean, there was a time when I used to. I don't know what, but you guys. I going back now. I have to be fair. I used to watch Sports Personality of the Year because it, it had there was really top sports men mostly in it. Now I don't want to diss women for the sake of dissing women. I don't want to do that because that's that that is inappropriate. But but this is just sheer tokenism. My God, a, a, a footballer who in, got wins the personnel of the year and her team lost. Losers. Uh, but because it's female, that makes them winners. And I'm also sick of having the lionesses shoved down our throats. Uh, you know, uh, oh, the lionesses is the lionesses that. Although having said that, I do quite like the manageress of the lionesses. Uh, what's her name? Sab Sab Sabrina, something Sabrina like that. Yeah, I like her. She she's okay. Uh, but but yeah, but I am sick of her. Is anyone else sick of the lionesses? Can we put put your hands? Oh, up I'm sick. I'm, I'm also... sick of anything that's. I, I'm sick of all adverts because all men on adverts are black. It's white woman and black man. 
constantly. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of women's sport generally because half of the time it's not women, it's men being women or saying they're women. And the other time when it really is women, they really are crap. Yeah. There's no wonder that the English fo- women English football team are paid to a tenth of the men's football team. Why? Because nobody watches it. Nobody knows who's in the team. We only know that they lost because the news won't stop going on about the lionesses. They were so brave, so brave, so brave. They lost the crap. Anybody, they lost. Did, any, did anybody see the comment from Joey Barton about two weeks ago about women commentating on men's games and stuff about the woke yeah. agenda? Yeah. And then after she won that award, he said that he would score a hundred penalties in a row against Wyatt Earp and double on a Sunday. Did anybody see that? Yeah, top bloke. Uh, we, we're all, I, I 100% agreed with Joey Barton. Uh, he, he was quite right in what he said, and he got slagged off again because he dared criticise the sports personality of the year. But anyway, we've had a, <laughs> we've had a bit of a rattle at uh, female, female sports. Wait, uh, there's some wait, brilliant wait, wait, female wait. sports. I, I, I want to have a talk with I, this woman's parents anyway. When came their daughter, Wyatt Earp. Well, she, that, that is my I interpret her as a wider. She may be called something else, but that's close enough uh, to me. Uh, and uh, you know, it's uh, very just more BBC tokenism. Shows you how awful the BBC is. That's why it needs to be defunded. But anyway, look, and we're moving on. We're in the last fifteen minutes. So if anyone wants to send us coffees or beans or whatever or pet parts, whatever you do, uh, do that for the last fifteen minutes because. I want to talk about the moon landings to finish. Her name's Mary Earps or whatever. I don't even care. Um, I want to talk about the moon landings. Now, listen, Jed and I tried to do the show last night with um, John Hamer on the moon landings. And because of basically John's uh, Wi-Fi, we just had to abandon it. It's the second time we've done that. So what I might try and do, Jed and I have talked about this, might try and do, um, we might record a, po- a, a, a record a podcast with John. So we're doing it over uh, Podbean and then put that out live. We might do that because I think, Jed, the problem lay, at, uh, unfortunately, at John's end, even though he was kind enough to come on twice. Hello, Jed, or have you fallen asleep? No, sorry, mate. I was trying to type a message and you can't type and unmute yourself. Uh, yeah, no, unfortunately. John, in the little bit that we could hear from him, had some very, very uh, interesting points to raise. Um, and I was quite intrigued. I, I didn't think it went that deep uh, into um, the occult and, and what have you. Yeah. So I was very yeah. interested in that. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I'd love to hear what he has to say in full, to be honest. But I know I know somebody who wouldn't want to hear what he said, and that's uh, Mr. Apollo, the love. Yes, because whilst sensible people recognise that the Americans never got near the moon, uh, the oh, there. Sorry, Max says, "Do you ever think you do an event with Richie Allen?" Big fan of Richie Allen, my good friend. Uh, I'd love to do stuff with Richie uh, live. Uh, well, I want to talk about live events, uh, by the way, uh, before we finish this, uh, future live events. But anyway, um, look, uh, the, the thing about John is that he was talking about, yes, the uh, the people, at the, the originators of the NASA program, 
he he some really interesting views on that. And as Jed said, he even surprised me in terms of the occult and all that sort of background to it. The whole issue about the the Nazis that the Americans brought across from uh, Germany in 1945, including famously uh, the, the the lead rocket engineer for the Apollo program. And uh, yeah, there was so much to have gone through. Uh, but I suppose the fundamental thing is that listen, we never yeah, Chris. I know about the anti-Semitism. I get it, Chris. I get it. I wish it wasn't there. Werner von Braun. That's right, Adrian. A lovable Nazi who engineered their, what, their, their, their moon to the, where did it go? Did it go up a couple hundred feet, do you reckon? I don't think it certainly didn't go to the moon. Uh, they never landed. They didn't get through the Van Halen Belt, or Van Allen Belt, Van Halen Belts? Oh, my God, I'm on the whiskey too much here. The Van, the Van Halen, Halen Belts. Belts. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow, echo. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we have uh, SS officers setting up NASA. Uh, PSYOP designed to show uh, American supremacy. Stanley Kubrick, of course, uh, in there making it for them. And our good friend Patty believes it. So, yeah, yes, uh, yeah, Leslie's looking some of what I've been drinking. I've been drinking water, Leslie. Do you think- uh, Patty, that's not water, uh, that's green alcohol. Curious. You're, you're you're being mercilessly pilloried here, and deservedly so. But anyway, I want to give you. <laughs> you know that's okay. I don't mind hanging out with the tinfoil hat brigade because you know <laughs> some of my best some of my best people. <laughs> this is my crew, <laughs> you know. But uh, Plus, you know, it's, it's a it's a better crew than the crew that so called went to the moon. Ah. Oh, that's a good one, David. That was good. Yeah. That was good. But uh, that, you, you got to understand. It, you know, like I said, number one, the Van Allen. These aren't like the rings. Uh, the rings of Saturn. They are These are radiation fields that are blown around by the solar winds. And how fast is the rockets going? The exposure that they had to that radiation was not long enough to. Now, if they got caught in a solar flare, yeah, they'd be fried. And everything else, but they're not in those zones for long enough to make a difference. We've been all, uh, we've been to the moon. We're going back to the moon with it. We should have been this year, but of course, Biden administration canceled because they don't like Elon Musk. And we're going back to the moon within the next two years, and we're going on the Mars hopefully within the next ten. But it's like right. you know, you know, to hear this thing, we are not. You've done you. You just you take away so much from man's ingenuity. That we cannot get to, we cannot put a person on the moon. I mean, really, you know, seriously. If you can, we put a man on the bottom of the ocean? You know, we're changing environments. Man is the only species that we that we know that that can change its environment from air to to ground to liquid to vacuum. And, we and, can't and put survive. a man on the bottom of the ocean, Paddy. I'm sorry. We can't. It, it, it implodes. We, we saw that earlier this year. Uh, that sub with those six people and it imploded. So we can't put people on the bottom of the ocean that, that was, unless, that, unless, that unless was, we squash them. That was, that was, I hate to say it, but that was fun to watch. Paddy, Paddy, can I ask you a question, though? Sure. And I'm sure you'll Go explain this in your normal eloquent. And then, Adrian, you can come in. Sorry, Adrian. Just one just final point, Paddy, here from me. Uh, Paddy, the, the, as you know, the lunar um, Apollo 11 touched down in the summer of 1969, and the final uh, lunar, uh, Apollo rocket went 
opened up in 1972. And I was really impressed about the fact that in 1969, for example, they were able to make a phone call from the moon to the White House. That was marvelous, even before the modern era of technology. They were able to do that as fab. And then we had a break for 50 years because they had lost the plans and they weren't able to do it again. Can you think of any other area of technology, technology where it goes backwards for 50 years? Party. Okay, the reason the, the space program was sh shut down was because uh, can't think of his name. I can see we ran for president right in front. Uh, Mondale, Walter Mondale, shut down the space program over uh, the, and it, he did it using uh, the whole civil rights and this not a dime for space while we still have people on welfare and they crushed. The, they, they crushed the space program's uh, funding. That's what happened. This but, uh, you know, the, the whole purpose of the original space program was to prove what we could do with our with our nuclear missiles. And, you know, and it's really it was PR because there was at that point we had no real the, the science to take advantage of the things we can we can do in space. Technology did not exist to, to expand. So it really was a show program but it opened up the door and it's like what do you call it you know and yeah. i'm sorry you know we you know we've been there and i would i've been looking for the phone call david because you keep saying that the the phone call that, they, that nixon made with them there was no delay i can remember as a child that there was a delay now i'm looking i haven't been able to find the uh, the, the video of it and when I find the video of it, I'm going to send it to you because I'm pretty sure there was a delay. I can put a but delay yeah, on I, the video, Paddy. No, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. <laughs> my, my, my father worked as a telephone uh, telephone operator, right? Way back at this, back at that time, 69, 60s, 70s. And uh, back then, because I remember going in to visit him in his place of work, and technology then was really underdeveloped. You could, you know, if you wanted to make a, con a phone call to someone, you phoned the operator and they put you but through. But the phone was only the Patty, receiver. Where, where do you think the uh, the telephone exchange was? Or was it on the moon? Maybe would you think it could have been on a on on, this, on a on, on orbiting uh, meteor? Where did they have the telephone? There was, radio, there was, was radio, none. That it was a point. radio transmission sent uh, 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 sent to a receiver, which was then downloaded onto a line, which was then fed onto a phone line, which then oh, went God. to the receiver and Nixon. Right. It, it was the same right. operator as Hong Kong Fu. Right. It was Rosemary, it, wasn't it? No, no, no. It was Ernestine. One right. ringy ding, on. two ringy ding. Evans, Richard Milhouse, Nixon. No, hang on. I've got Grant. I know you've been very patient, but Grantonio, just bring you in very quickly. Uh, have you something to add to this earlier day discussion? Um, very quickly, um, <laughs> I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with Paddy. I have far more uh, confidence and faith in human ingenuity and mathematics and technology. Um, and also, I'm being very rude, David, and I'm going to hijack this uh, part of the conversation. I've got a wee, a wee gift for you, if I can, if I can give you that now. I just want to say thank you for a, a year's worth of great content. Um, I think what you've provided for me is just, just very quick, um, bite-sized political podcasts that that give me the information that I want, that I need. I don't have the 
the resilience, the, the fortitude to wade through newspapers and the Daily Mail and the Sun and the BBC that, that you have. And I just want to say thank you very much. Um, I think we, we've got a, a, a tough year ahead of us. And I think what you, what you do, and, and Jed, um, you, you just, you, 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 it's a great function that you have for us. Lot. A, in terms of letting off uh, steam, but in terms of informing us about what's happening in the world. I think you do a great job. And cheers to Paddy and cheers to Adrian as well. Merry Christmas and to everybody else on the stream. Merry Antonio, you. first of all, thank you so much for your kindness. And I couldn't do this and we couldn't do this if it wasn't. It's all of our effort is how I see this. Uh, it really is. We formed an amazing community here, the best community of all. And, you know, we've tried to, in the last week, extend that onto, you know, a live event in, in, in London. And we will be doing a, a, another live uh, event, hopefully at the end of February, FYI, everybody. Uh, so I'm really working. I was working on that one within a day of the... <laughs> as Jed can confirm, of the last one ending, uh, I wanted to get the next one sorted. So we do have one person confirmed and one other we're just trying to firm up and we'll provide all the details in that one so that uh, we just continue to try and keep stuff by putting stuff out there. But Grantonio, you're very kind. Adrian, I've been very rude and not let you get in. I just wanted, do you want to pile in just on finally on, uh, on the moon landing stuff before we, I kind of bring things in? Yeah. Um, right. Well, we've seen the video where Kubrick says that they filmed it out in Nevada. Is it possible that they did go to the moon, but it's just not how we have been told? Um, they needed to deflate the Russians because the Russians had Sputnik, they had Yuri Gagarin and Space First. So the Americans needed something to show that they were stronger, they were better in the whole East versus West thing. Is it possible that they did go, but we just haven't been told the actual truth about it? Now, do you remember Gary McKimmon from the UK? Mm -hmm. who, hacked, who hacked NASA and the US yeah. wanted to hang him, basically. Well, he found a list on NASA that had a list of non-terrestrial officers. Now, that was very interesting. So non-terrestrial means you're not off this earth. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I would say there's probably a lot to it. I, I do think we have went, but we just haven't been told the truth about it, and we probably won't know the truth about it for a while. That, that, of course, assumes that the moon actually exists. Well, that's true. Well, look, Wallace and Gromit went there, so, you know, I'm putting my face <laughs> on them, you know. All right. <laughs> I don't think I can really top Wallace and well, Gromit, the, Adrian. There, no. there is a man on the moon, isn't there? Is, is he not made of cheese? I, I, I heard him was made of cheese, and, and there's a man on the moon. <laughs> Possibly so. Well, well, I, there, could be a, there could be a star man, though, couldn't there? Yeah. Oh, another David Bowie reference. <laughs> I think some people enjoyed it last night when I was telling them that David Bowie's Space, Space Oddity was specifically released in 69 to coincide with the, to take it basically take commercial advantage of the Apollo 11 flight. So, uh, so uh, uh, yeah, that, that was. Yeah. yeah, sorry, David. Can I just jump in because I know you're going to finish right now because we're 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 at our time. I just yeah. want to say for those that have, have paid for the uh, to watch the video of the live show down in London, thank you so so much for for paying for that. Um, we do appreciate it. Please share it out there. 
we, we do want other people to see because we want people to see how good it was and that we've had some brilliant comments about uh, the first live show we've done we want other people to see that so then they'll book the tickets to go and see the next one as david's just mentioned could be towards the end of february uh next year but yeah. those that have uh, subscribed, thank you so much, guys. We, it does mean a lot to us. And yeah. Merry Christmas. Oh, in fact, no, we're going to another show next week, haven't we? But it's Christmas this weekend, so Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yes, well, look, it just remains for me to wrap this up, folks. I'm just going to wrap this up now because we have gone the hour and a half. And I just want to say a couple of things in, 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 in conclusion. First of all, I do want to thank those people who, number one, made it to our live event last week. It was great to meet you and thank you so much for coming along. Um, as Jed said, it is my intention to hold one the very last Tuesday, Wednesday, and probably last Tuesday in February, but that's not confirmed. Uh, so we will be confirming things very early in January so everyone can get sorted out. So just to let you know that. Uh, also to let you know, as Jed said, that um, I'm going to keep doing the podcast right up until the uh, um, the sort of Christmas Eve, I think, and then that's when there's going to be a break. But we will return then for a one-off uh, kind of in that lull period, you know, between Christmas and the New Year. So when next Thursday night, we'll come along. And we, I think next week, here's what I want us all to do. Have a think between now and then. And let's run through, you know, your sort of, heroes and villains of 2023 the what were your favorite bits what were your not so favorite bits uh let's chat about all of that next week because uh you know santa might be making a list and checking it twice but we should all make a list let's do a review never mind sports personality of the year let's have our review of the year this time next week i hope you'll all enjoy that and the final thing to say uh to everyone is as i can't express how much i appreciate all your support and especially this evening it means so much to us as we get limbered up for what's going to be an amazing 2024 so listen from from myself can i wish you all a very very happy christmas uh, i hope you have a great one with your families and i hope everything works out really well it's uh it's always a pleasure to spend this time with you and so uh that's it for me folks happy christmas see you the other side mm -hmm.